Welcome to the Good Steward Podcast, the podcast for Christians in Canada who desire to live out their calling to be good stewards during their earthly pilgrimage. In today's episode, tune in as Craig and I discuss the principle of investing from a biblical perspective. We seek to answer the question, can a Christian invest? And further, ought a Christian to invest? Thanks for tuning in to this episode. Greetings and welcome to this episode of the Good Steward Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Hilt. Once again, I'm joined by Craig Ferguson. Craig, welcome to the podcast again. Thank you very much for having me. I look forward to this episode. We're, I guess, developing a theme, and I think the listeners will notice that, which is talking about the biblical aspect of a financial topic and then following it up with episodes which deal with it from a, for lack of a better word, a practical sense. So today we're going to talk about some more of the basics. We talked about cash flow and budgeting. Today we're going to continue and talk about investing, but specifically here in this episode about investing from a biblical viewpoint to answer the question of, as Christians, can we invest? Or ought we to invest? So that's the topic today. Good. I'm looking forward to it. As always, of course, the best place to start if one is going to build up a biblical viewpoint of anything is in Scripture. So I think we'll certainly be doing that from what I saw today. I think there are two ways of looking at the topic of investing um, through the lens of Scripture. We can look at it both negatively and positively. That there is an aspect when it comes to investing of don't do this uh, from a moral point of view and also a do this point of view that's expressed by scripture. So where should we start? Well, I think let's start with the negative first. I like getting the negative side out. We'll end on the positive. That's how really the Ten Commandments are as well. They list out the negatives and then, of course, our Heidelberg Catechism does a good job of explaining the positives as well. So let's start with the negatives, Craig. Good. Alrighty. Well, then what does scripture have to say negatively regarding investing? Well, at a high level, the passages that come to mind first relate to gambling. And I think that that's important to address because investing ought not to be synonymous with gambling. So the idea of gambling is certainly conveyed in a negative sense and is not in harmony with Scripture. Gambling feeds the love of money, which, of course, in Scripture, we, the love of money, we are told, is the root of all evil. And the temptation is very strong to fall in love with money and through it becoming attached to the things of the world. And gambling, I think, plays right into this. It's quite obvious based on the ads you see for gambling, the lottery, etc. The lure is so strong, it's addictive. So there's a few aspects of gambling itself, and not to make this a episode on gambling, but the idea of chance, the appeal of chance, well, maybe the next one, you win some, you lose some, but you know there's the appeal of the next one. The lottery always appeals because it's got the really big number and there's a chance that you could win that big number 
And then there's the addictive principle of it. And I think it's stark and it ought to really cause us as Christians to think when in my home state of Iowa, the it's probably like this in every state, they're a gambler who knows their addiction and desires not to be addicted to it anymore, can put themselves on a, they call a number and they basically mm-hmm. give their name. And by doing so, they ban themselves from going to the casinos. The casinos where they check their IDs will turn them around and not let them in because of the destructive nature that even the world recognizes of gambling. So I think saying that, gambling promotes the love of money. It uh, takes away from trusting in God's providence and his provision through the means of work. But I bring that up to say that investing in its proper sense is not gambling. Which is a good point to make because um, I think for anyone who's new to the idea of investing or does not know much about investing, like myself, what we've often heard is that investing can become gambling or that it has some dangers related to gambling. I know that was a concern that my parents always brought up to me of all of the things they taught regarding investing. It was probably be careful, be careful that you don't fall into this idea of gambling when it comes to investing. They didn't say say a whole lot more, (laughs) but... But they did bring up that danger, which I always appreciated. Yeah, and I, you even hear that just in the terminology. For example, common phraseology is play the stock market. Right. Play the stock market. I once had a person come in my door who said that they wanted to play the biggest slot machine that existed. And they didn't become a customer. Mm. to say the least but <laughs> you had differing views <laughs> <laughs> but but that's the aspect of it and i think in connection with that just a thought that comes to mind maybe i have to develop this more instead of speaking off the cuff but is the some of the value there certainly is i think somebody is more than capable the disciplined christian of investing themselves via the means right. that we have available yeah. and course investing not just meaning in the stock market etc but if one sees in themselves a propensity towards viewing it as gambling Mm -hmm. then it's wise to seek counsel right to detach yourself from that let somebody else take that right yeah like you brought up earlier with the idea of the addictiveness there's that thrill and if you're if you're doing it to get a thrill that's probably a good indicator that maybe we should revisit that or think about it a different way yeah like a lot of areas of the christian life what are your motives Mm -hmm. what are your motives look at the heart what are your motives right so self-examination on the point of gambling is still important for the christian investor so that's one negative aspect um what's another negative aspect we ought to consider craig regarding gambling um, well, regarding, I guess, investing from a negative perspective, what it ought not to be. Um, I guess I'm thinking about that we ought to work for our provisions. Yeah, I think, uh, of course, the, the first thing that comes to my mind, actually, uh, it's still, it's kind of negative, 
but it is the curse that came to Adam. Uh, when, when Adam and Eve sinned and fell, God came to them and he gave a curse, a curse upon the ground, but then a curse also that related to work. And the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, he says in Genesis 3, verse 19, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt thou return. So it's a part of the curse that we are called to eat bread in the sweat of our face. And that has a, a negative connotation to it because it has to do with the curse. Um, perhaps a, uh, a more positive way of looking at it is that God is pleased to provide for us as well in labor. That's the way he has set. And of course, that's a reality of this fallen world. But he has provided us a way and he gives in that way. So there's that aspect when it comes to work. Another aspect uh, that regards the, the negative side perhaps of this idea of labor is the, the slothful servant. Um, we read in Matthew 25 verse 26 uh, that this servant who hid the talents in the earth was a wicked and slothful servant. There's a negative aspect here when it comes to work, which is, well, I just won't do anything. I'm just going to sit and leave it and come up with all kinds of excuses as to why I can't work and why I shouldn't work. And, of course, we know how that went. I, I agree. I think there's, as well, I, th I feel like we could sideline into a whole discussion about, well, if we have to work as we're called to work to provide, then, then what's the purpose of investing, right. period? You know, we often hear, well, you invest so that you don't have to work. Right. And I think we'll have to address that perhaps on a, uh, a different episode because that gets into a lot more than we can maybe cover today about what actually retirement should be right. for a Christian. But, uh, so to move on here, I think there's one more uh, negative aspect that we ought to address what investing is not. And I think of Proverbs 28, verse 8, says he that by usury and unjust gain increaseth his substance. And that's condemned. Investing is not usury. It's not to be taking advantage of somebody to perhaps somebody who's in a place of financial hardship and they're looking for a proverbial lifeline and you charge them an insane amount of interest basically just to take advantage of them because they have no other options. Right. Taking advantage of their desperation. That's not investing as we're looking at it properly. <clears throat> so I guess that would be kind of, we've, we've got three negatives so far. I think it was, uh, Negatives relating to gambling, negatives relating to slothfulness, and then another, maybe we could call that predatory lending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very good. Yep, that's a good financial term, Craig. Good job. Um, yeah, and I, I think there's a lot more negatives. Um, however, in kind of an introductory episode, and for <clears throat> sake of time... And it gets depressing. 
Yeah, let's look at some of the positive sides. Then. Yes, some of the positives. Then, what should a Christian do when it comes to investing? I think we can turn to the parable of the talents to start with. That's used a lot. We've talked about it some already. We've talked about it in previous episodes. But in reading through the parable of the talents, I think we can conclude that seeking to grow what one has been entrusted with is biblical. The servants who grew the talents were commended for this. They apparently in doing so didn't do so unjustly or they certainly would not have been commended. So through some endeavors, whatever those may be, they grew it. Whether they you know, went and bought a field and sold it or what mm-hmm. they did, they grew what they had been given. So the principle there, I think, being that there is a means, there is a, it's not improper, it's not unbiblical to take what God has entrusted to you and seek to grow it. Right. Yeah. Even to cause it to multiply. And uh, we, we even read of that again early in what some people refer to as the creation mandate. That man was to have dominion over the earth, but he was to multiply and replenish it. Um, I think... In, in relation to what you're saying, Brian, is that really also the purpose of investing is what we're talking about here. The purpose of investing, the point of it, it's not simply to grow wealth or to gain riches. I'm not an investing professional, but even just as a Christian, I know that. The, the purpose is not simply to grow wealth or to gain riches. We're warned against this over and over in Scripture. But there is a positive reason to grow it. And uh, as you've pointed out and we've talked about in past conversation, uh, the history of Joseph and Pharaoh's house is a good example of the purpose, which is to be able to provide for one's household should the Lord bring hard times and to provide for the causes of the kingdom. And so we take a look at Joseph and we think of the fact that he took a portion of the harvest and stored it up for years of upcoming famine. I think that that demonstrates that care for the future that we should have. We, we are tempted not to have that care for the future and to be prepared. We tend to think, well, I've got it now. I'm going to spend it as I wish now. I'm going to use it as I wish now. Instead of thinking of uh, carefully about what the future holds and about what the Lord may bring. Yeah, exactly. As you say that, I'm thinking of the the wicked man who when his barns were filled you know right. built other barns right. and stored up and you know let's eat and drink and be merry right and uh, so heap there's and a gather and heap and gather which yeah. really gets again to the motive the motive for the one there is distinctly different than the motive was for Joseph right and so once again, the motive being, and why are we investing, that right. we're investing, and it's not, well, I think we, I probably better leave it there. We can probably cover another <laughs> full episode on the, the application to providence the, of God right. then, and that, uh, you know, providing for your needs, and, you know, when hard times come, is, is it, is it questioning God's providence to right. invest, and, and right. uh, I don't think so, but... Um, we'll talk about that another day. I think in conclusion, 
Um, we must think about investing in this way. We must think of it as being stewards of what is God's, that God owns it all. We're called to be stewards. We have to think of it in the context of being required to work and to utilize our talents and our finances to work and be able to provide for current needs as well as for future needs. And not only for ourselves, in fact, not even first and foremost for mm-hmm. ourselves, right. but first and foremost for the church, for our home, and for the poor. And that's very evident in the calling to give of your first fruits to God. I'm doing some studying right now and taking a, some courses, and one of the points that one of the instructors makes is that giving breaks the power of money. I think that more could be said on that. We'll hold that for another day. But um, as well, even, you know, we're called in Scripture to provide for our households and then as well to give to the poor. Those are all things. And if you go through the Reformed liturgical forms, the form for marriage and such, that's quite evident. So we must think of it in the context of the use of the funds. Investing is not simply to grow wealth. Um, that's not its purpose first and foremost, to simply grow and grow and grow. But it ought to be done as stewards. It's not gambling. That isn't consistent with Scripture either. And so I think in this context, we ought also to be reminded of God's sovereignty. And mentioned as well a little, ugh, a little bit already, but God's providential control of all things. Sometimes we have a tendency to grab on so tight to money that our hands are per se closed and clenched and we're white knuckled because we grab on so tight so that if we see that the value of our portfolio goes down, we lose sleep over it. Mm -hmm. Uh, The value of a piece of property may go down and sleep is lost. And it serves us well to be reminded that we ought not to cling to these things and place our confidence in them. We must be able to say in good conscience with Job, The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away, blessed be the name of the Lord. So Craig, what thoughts do you have in conclusion today? Well, I'd like to piggyback a little bit off of uh, your final comments there. Um, One thing that stands out, especially in connection to the losing sleep and uh, concern, is that we we should not have as our motivation a fear of what will happen, um, what what terrible things might God bring? Um, what is going on with my money? I, I need it to be doing more. I need it to be bringing in more. And then there's all this fear attached to it and uh, kind of at its root and at its base and motivating so much of our concerns with our money. But uh, rather, I think that a, a right view of money is one that is hopeful, that looks forward to a certain expectation that the Lord will provide. He will provide what I need. And sometimes we need to be reminded of what that means. But then also a hope to be able to help others. And when I think you focus on that positive goal of of helping yourself, but helping others, helping others in the church, helping others, perhaps in your family, helping your friends, um, being able to support the causes of the kingdom, that is a, a positive and happy and hopeful way to invest. It's a fitting conclusion, I think. So thanks again, Craig, for joining for another podcast episode. 
For you listeners, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and rate it. Uh, It does help the podcast be found. As well, please share it with your family and friends and others who you think may benefit from it. And tune in next time when we discuss some of the investments that exist in the world today. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Good Steward Podcast. If you have a question you would like to have answered on the show, please email it to us at question at goodstewardpodcast.ca. If you'd like to receive the episodes as they are released, please subscribe to the show via your favorite podcast app. Finally, please share the show with your friends, family, and any others whom you believe may find it edifying. This helps the show get found in iTunes and increases the listenership. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode.